0: I haven't seen that I haven't seen that that one yet It's on my Netflix Netflix. But I haven't seen that one yet Well, hello. Hi, Whitney. How are you?
1: I'm fine. How are your packets?
0: My... I I misunderstood (laughs) for a moment. Uh, So, you know, I'm not looking at my packets right now. Because your packets stressed you out last time. Yeah, it it was too much. Because also, I think some... Some packet loss is normal, you know. It's, you know it happens to everyone. Yeah, yeah. A little packet loss. Actually, I just realized that at some point during this call, um, my, somebody that I work with may be like driving by my apartment to give me keys. So <laughs> I may have to sing the technical difficulty song, and then I guess I would sing it later, and then we could put. There's also there's also the
1: fact that I could edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> This in is, fact, I could edit a... all of this out, and we could just start the podcast right
0: now. <laughs> uh, this is a Dogma 95 podcast. Um,
1: <laughs> anyway, welcome to I Haven't Seen That. With the
0: fourth episode.
1: The fourth episode with, with Whitney and Mark. I'm hope. not Mark.
0: I am <laughs> I almost said I'm Whitney, which would have confused everyone.
1: Well, Whitney Whitney is a unisex name, so.
0: That's true. It could have appeared in the goofs part of our IMDb page. If there, Is there a podcast IMDb?
1: Oh, man. I wonder. I hope not. <laughs> that would terrible. be
0: absurd. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, how was your week?
1: Um, it's all right. Had a cold. Kind of crappy. Yeah. Meh.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: what's 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 the thing you haven't seen?
0: You know, literally moments ago when I said how was your week, I said that because I was like, oh wow, I did not think of. I was so gung ho about starting this podcast early. Um, you, had
1: a, you had a burrito in you? Did you take yeah, a bath? Did you take d- your bath? I
0: did take my bath. Are I you took a my bathman? Bath, not really. So the thing is, is that I took a bath today because today was the first day I wore Birkenstocks around, like, mm. for a while. And so that's, it's the first day I, de- I like, redevelop arches in my feet. Like, <laughs> normally I don't have them, but then I wear Birkenstocks for, like, a week in the spring. Or actually, I don't wear them during the week. I wear them exclusively on the weekends. And I'll accept that. That's... I, that's a good choice. I, well, it's normcore now, apparently. <laughs> apparently Birkenstocks are very in with normcore. Um
1: which is apparently a thing that yeah, we're supposed that to I'm believe is real.
0: So angry about. I mean, the th- the thing that bothers me about it is that it's literally like attractive people wearing comfortable clothing. Like How dare they? We didn't have to come up with a different name for this.
1: They are going to ruin Kmart for the rest of us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> They just drive up the prices on everything at Target. Ugh. Oh, my new balances. Um,
1: I remember JCPenney before it was cool. <laughs>
0: um, Oh, well, things I haven't seen. I haven't seen any... I didn't see Anchorman. I never caught that. Huh. I actually I'd... don't think I've seen any of the, like, Will Ferrell movies of that type. I haven't seen... Step Brothers, or uh, the Ricky Bobby thing, or yeah, I not not that I don't like the guy. It's just never never saw old school.
1: Uh, the thing well, the thing about Anchorman is you don't need to have seen Anchorman. I'm sure you you know the yeah. entire script. I know
0: all of the jokes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know any of the actual plot aside I that he there hates a one? woman.
1: I don't think there was a plot, if um. I recall i mean i've only i've only uh, it's been you know 10 years since i've seen it but
0: yeah it didn't and, yet,
1: and i know i know that things from it still come out of my mouth because it's just it's just because sometimes i just am like a like a T fury shirt <laughs> I, try I try not to be
0: uh T fury shirts i've got no joke there other than to quietly nod um
1: and, and that's our sponsor for this week yeah.
0: <laughs> the people we <laughs> made fun of
1: the, the, the terrible shirts that just regurgitate pop culture uh with with no um context how do, and... how do they not get
0: sued for that right
1: no it, it, it always kind of makes me mad because i'm like okay you've put these two things these two intellectual properties together with you know no the original creator is getting nothing yeah from it and usually i mean frequently it's like okay star wars who cares you know, Star well, Wars is I fine. I would
0: think Lucasfilm, like, they have to have lawyers whose job is to go around and, like, like punch these guys, right?
1: Oh, sure, sure. But it's just, I mean, like, monetarily, Star Wars is fine.
0: Oh, I'm not worried about John C. Star Wars, <laughs> the inventor of Star Wars. The inventor of Star Wars. <laughs> um,.
1: But for, like, smaller things, like little, like, because, you know, they'll do, like, little weird pop culture-y things. And I'm like, you know, it, I would kind of like it better if the person who made, I don't know, whatever weird video game. The Slender Man? Yeah, if if Slender... I want Slender Man to get his, his due. I want him to <laughs> his get rodent his... rodent
0: skulls or whatever he whatever never... he takes payment in.
1: Slender Man is dumb.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't realize that Slender Man is now in, like, five video games that came out at the same time when like a bunch of different studios tried to like take advantage of the slender man craze um
1: that was a thing where do you are you a, are you a horror movie person or do you like scary stuff at all
0: uh i don't watch horror movies but i read their plots on <laughs> wikipedia <laughs> and i listen to that podcast that's just about horror movies
1: i know there's a podcast i've never listened to but i love the title of it that's called um anything ghost that's just people Delicious. talking about anything. There's <laughs> people talking about their various ghost stories. But I'm I'm am a horror movie fan. I like I like horror games. I like um just you know, horror stories, horror books. Um, and that's why like Slenderman is like is horror that's sort of like been created by committee, and and it has led this to like more you know a adding upon it and adding upon it and explaining it more and more and creating more of a mythos to the point where it's like oh it's not scary at all anymore you've you've put too much into it because the the way to make good horror is to explain nothing the minute you explain it oh it's like oh it's
0: it's like oh he's a guy who murders people
1: well whatever (laughs) dang it
0: (laughs) um i i think that i don't watch horror movies for the same reason that as we talked about before i don't go on roller coasters where like I've got enough dread as it is. We haven't Um, talked about
1: roller coasters. What? No. We haven't. Who who else are you podcasting with? I don't think I... On CoasterCast. I swear
0: to God, we had this conversation, or this was a dream I had in which we recorded (laughs) a uh, roller coaster podcast. No, I don't go on roller coasters. Um, Ever? I have been on a roller coaster. I understand the concept. When was the last
1: time? When was the last time you went on a roller coaster?
0: would you call splash mountain a roller coaster Probably. it's a water ride yeah um but that was the last time that was thanksgiving maybe 2 years ago
1: hmm. that's more recently than i well i don't i don't go on roller coasters i used to enjoy them but um i've 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 now had so many um serious head injuries that i don't <laughs> want to i don't think i'm allowed to <laughs>
0: legally yeah um sorry go ahead
1: uh but i get um no, I didn't I didn't know you didn't didn't care for the coaster life.
0: Uh the thing is is that I get it. I understand that some people find like being scared and the rush of adrenaline to be like a good thing, but mm-hmm. like I have too much of that already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I can just I can just think about going to the doctor and it's like <laughs> I'm on a roller coaster.
1: It's you got you, a DIY existential thing. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm getting it for free, guys.
1: I don't I don't need to rent a film. Yeah. Hey, um <laughs> Sixty dollars for the latest Silent Hill.
0: I can just think about life, <laughs>
1: uh. and I guess uh, since I, 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 am afraid of uh, not many things, so I need a little, I need a little, ex- I need a little extra terror in my life sometimes. Yeah,
0: yeah. It can only be gotten from the, uh, oh, what the Tower of Terror at. Um...
1: That thing's fun. I went on that twice. That's at Universal you know. Studios. <laughs>
0: yeah, it is at Universal Studios. <laughs> Would not know about that. Yeah, that was uh,
1: uh, we went there on a on a really poorly managed um, <laughs> class trip by, in, my, in seventh grade, where it was like, yes, we'll take this bunch of bunch of teens and we'll put them on a bus from Nashville and uh, drive like thirteen hours and we break a bunch of laws because the bus drivers are not supposed to drive that long <laughs> without a break. But nope, nope, they just had that guy drive straight through and then kept put us in some really disgusting roach infested motel yeah. oh, in Orlando yeah. and with those Florida roaches yeah yeah that are the size of your face
0: it's like trimmers <laughs> yeah it's horrifying yeah
1: so yeah i don't yeah it's or- i mean that's
0: one of the thing the great things about growing older and i feel like this podcast is slowly just becoming marks like my jack handy style thoughts on like <laughs> what's good about getting older um but another great thing about getting older is that you look back on experiences from your youth and you realize how badly managed and like how shitty they were and like they, like as an adult you're like oh wow they really they really messed that one up like how
1: did like how did adults how did adults um manage this how did yeah. they how do they um think this was a good idea
0: whereas at the time you you kind you understood that it was stupid and poorly managed but you didn't really like it seemed like that just existed without being somebody's fault. And now you look back and I feel this way talking to friends about like, like high school teachers who got busted for like, like having sex with seniors or something like that. At the time you kind of, or at least I kind of knew about that stuff going on and I was like, Oh, that's gross. That's like, that's horrible. But like at no point was I ever like, I should maybe tell an adult or like, like try <laughs> <your eyes>, like, <laughs> This is just another fact of life. Yeah, yeah. Try and make any difference in the fact that, like, my gym teacher's having sex with people.
1: And now that I am an adult, when I when I think of stories like that, where it's like teachers having sex with high school students or anything like that, I am like, I am like, oh god, why? Teenagers? Oh. Why would you, why like the whole like why would anybody want to have sex with a teenager? Have you seen not, them? And like not even
0: that, but like the teenagers that you'd interact with as a like teacher. Like I feel like you would be even more repulsed by teenagers if you had to spend every day from eight to two with a bunch of teenagers. It was like, like
1: a, oh god, if I if I I got to read all these essays, I better get at least one blowy out of it. Oh god.
0: Ah, oh, that's. I'm keeping it terrible. keeping it classy. <laughs> keeping it on, classy. And I haven't seen I haven't seen that. that. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Like thinking back on it, like the it seems like there were teachers that literally every student, it was just common knowledge that they were like creeps and things like that. And and then like five years later they got fired and everyone's like, well, yeah, sure. We've known for five years. And then it's like, Oh, we probably should have told someone <laughs> like the principal <laughs> or, or the police. Yeah. Or the cops. Oh, so teens, um, if, if one of your, if there are any teen listeners to this, um, which might be that might be a thing. Yeah, that might happen one day after I don't under, we get on Fear I don't Factor.
1: Understand what teens do. <laughs> I'm actually pro- I need I'm gonna propose at work that I uh, I make a little like a little guide because you know there's always like parents guides for like keeping your kids safe online or like watching your kids or seeing what seeing your what what how much your kids are sexting. Yeah, and like that's fine. What but I
0: sneeze fetish your kid is developing
1: and that's fine you know he's it's just like uh honey you're you've going through a lot of pepper well wait did i tell you about this um sneeze. you have a sneeze fetish
0: no no not me on on savage love a couple of weeks back somebody wrote in they were like hey so my, like i try and be very open with my kids like to a reasonable degree about their sexuality and they're like basically i've discovered that my daughter like my like 15 year old daughter probably has a sneezing fetish because like Because you'd think like, oh, if she heard about a sneezing fetish at school, she'd like Google it once. But like they're like, no, she's hitting the sites fairly often and the message boards. And they're like, I don't know what to say to her about this or like how not to think about it.
1: Um, I think, you know, if you have a sneezing fetish, that's a pretty easy one. You should just keep that. That's that's exactly
0: what Dan Savage said. He was like, dude, there's way worse fetishes for your daughter to have. I mean, um, yeah, that's
1: that's easily achievable. I mean, I, um, you haven't we haven't been around each other in person yet, and we've only talked for about uh, four, four hours, hours total. Um, but I, when I sneeze, I sneeze between five and seven times in a row every time. It's like a-choo, 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 a-choo.
0: so. You're in in the sneezing fetish community. You're a catch.
1: Yeah, they, they, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a queen
0: queen of uh so so we might get some interesting comments on the uh i'll make sure i'll make sure to,
1: to tag this on yeah, tumblr definitely with tag sneezing. this sneezing
0: sneezing. then sneezing. people are like why did you just make fun of our fetish for 20 minutes
1: hey i well i you know i i respect fetishes you know well the i the internet has done this is you know well trod territory that the internet yes, has yes. done great things for fetishes and we've talked yes. about fetishes i think this is the third week in a row <laughs> really um, yeah. How well Then how did I not tell you about
0: that Savage Love thing? I think I, I think I told you about the Savage Love thing, and I think I definitely talked to you about roller coasters at some point.
1: Maybe I need to check the files on my computer and see if there's something we recorded when I was in a fugue state. <laughs> Should
0: we... Uh, sh- what would your name be if you were in a fugue state?
1: Do you get different names in a fugue yeah, state? Yeah,
0: you come up with your own name. Or at least that's what I've so wait who was it what author disappeared and then it turned out that she had been in a fugue state um one second i'm literally You're i know up? it's in the wikipedia entry for fugue state
1: <laughs> i mean i i mean i guess i always feel like a fugue state is just you know i, I agatha think christie Wow, I didn't know she went into a fugue state.
0: Agatha Christie disappeared on 3rd of December 1926, only to reappear 11 days later in a hotel in Harrowgate, apparently with no memory of the events which happened during that time span. Um, and I believe that she checked into this hotel and turned, like a completely different name.
1: That seems very Agatha Christie. Yeah, well, that, in that, that, fact. That's my, that's my fugue state name.
0: Agatha Christie.
1: Christie Agatha.
0: Ooh, good one i feel like that should be a novel like people who write novels that deal with like like uh kim cooper's the kept girl which is about um, i haven't read that raymond chandler but it's like he's solving a mystery during the actual time period that he lived in los angeles Which actually i mean i think he lived in los angeles for a very long time but um, you
1: are you are correct, because I was just reading Raymond Chandler's Wikipedia entry <laughs> yesterday. That's Cause, all cause someone, we read now. Yeah. Well, because someone on Twitter, it's a, a Stars in Jen's Eyes. Who's, she's the one whose who's clout I brought up by favoriting all of her tweets about Los Angeles, asked for book recommendations about Los Angeles. And I had to go, all those Raymond Chandler books are set there, right? I did read a couple of those. Do I have a memory? I had to check my work.
0: Um, She gave me really good like recommendations about things I should do in New York during the like two hours that I was randomly walking downtown um, because I got off work at six. My wife was getting off at eight and I wanted to meet her. Um, but I don't think she realized that it, it wasn't that I had only two hours in New York and that, like, then I was getting on a plane and leaving. Um, <laughs> cause she was like, maybe she was like, oh, you should take the Staten Island ferry. And I was like, I mean, I have done that to go to Staten Island, but, um, it's
1: like I, I, I unfortunately live here. And I, it's, it, it's harder than it seems to, to kill two hours in Manhattan between, like, Six and
0: eight. Well, actually, a fun thing to do is to walk downtown and get really sad about everything that's closed. And then <clears throat> the entire way down, be like, well, at least I can go to Maledies, which is this bar that's like pretty cool that I've been to a bunch of times. Get there and it's closed. And there's like a piece of paper on the door about how it's closed um, and then spend probably 40 minutes walking around the uh, lower west side looking for a bar that's not just completely packed with yuppies yep um
1: where was where is Milady's? where was it
0: oh you know it's so funny like literally every time i've gone there i found it by being like it's in this general area and then just walking up and down (laughs) the street um
1: my brother did that once in kyoto and it was basically the most amazing thing (laughs) i've ever seen because he'd been there once before in his entire life and he didn't really remember the neighborhood it was in and he, and he initially told the cab driver the wrong neighbor. I think my brother actually listens to this podcast now. So I hope he enjoys me telling the story where he comes off as cool. Um, <laughs> all these people who I actually know are telling me they're listening to this. It's maybe very nervous. Um, but, uh, you know, he told this is I've only been to Japan once and it was over 10 years ago. And, you know, we, we you know, just sort of wandered around. He was like, oh, we turned to Corey. He was like, oh, here it is. Let's <laughs> let's go in. Awesome. And I was like, how did you do that? I'm
0: I'm like I'm terrible with street names, but I'm I'm like pretty good with uh, landmark stuff. Mm -hmm. So but it was at uh, between Thompson and Broadway on Prince Street.
1: Um, I've probably, I probably have been by it many times I
0: also so I was then I walked over like further on the west side and I was on Hudson and I was walking up and I saw Henrietta Hudson's and I was like oh I know that's a bar and I was walking up to it and I was like wait there's something special about Henrietta Hudson's and like literally I'm walking in the door and I look in and like my brain was like this bar is there are only women in here and I was like oh yes it's a lesbian bar <laughs> and I was like oh, okay I'll and then I actually went to the Barrow Street Pub across the street.
1: Yeah, uh, this if 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 you want to kill two hours around six to eight in New York, it's pretty much you just have to drink.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, that's,
1: that's how you kill. That's how you kill time here.
0: Well, it's like I I was walking downtown. It was actually really sad. Like, be, well, I was in a maudlin mood, so I was walking downtown and being like, "Ha, huh, there was a Tower Records here once."
1: i remember that tower records
0: yeah i spent so much time in that tower records i spent time in a lot of the tower records and then i was thinking about all the barnes and nobles which have closed which is not it's not the most romantic thing but oh, but like... they were they
1: were always a good place to go pee
0: yeah yeah where will i pee now at a starbucks um, yeah that is well,
1: it, it used well it used to be at at astor place there was the barnes and noble and then there were Basically three Starbucks within yeah. a block radius. You could
0: you could stand in front of one Starbucks and see two other Starbucks.
1: Okay, this this is a thing that literally happened to me. Um, it was a a friend was going to a job interview and she had been unemployed for a while and she was you know really broke and desperate and uh, so she and you know she you know didn't really have a she had a Metro card that you know didn't have the money to refill the Metro card. But I had one and she she's like I, I my Metro card is out and I don't have any money to refill it. Can you give me yours i was like yes i'll give you yours and you know i'm calling on the phone and i'm like running around the block and you know like where are you where are you and she's like i'm on the starbucks in front of astor place and i went i'm in front of the starbucks on astor place <laughs>
0: da, 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 dun,
1: dun, 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 dun. We were at completely different ones and yeah. that's i think that's also the only time i've run in new york because <laughs> I, I was i ran to while i was telling the story i saw a mouse run across my floor a, I have what? a mouse I have a mouse in my apartment now and it keeps going back and forth between my kitchen and behind my bookcase so it has probably had babies back there and I'm not happy about it.
0: Um, you know what <laughs> they hate they hate peppermint. huh if you get like like facial the little like uh, cotton puffs um, mm-hmm. and you get peppermint oil you put peppermint oil there and you can wipe down your any surface that they would have touched and then just throw balls of peppermint oil soaked uh, cotton behind the thing. Um
1: I guess that's a a kinder plan than murder. Than murder.
0: Well, if you're going to murder them, definitely get the the electric one because oh. what it does, it's it's actually kind of cool. They go in and they Well, you know,
1: as as we know, I do love the smell of burnt murder. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, every
0: other way of killing mice is just the just like really gross.
1: Those those glue traps are that's um, are horrific.
0: Yeah, and even even the one that snaps like it basically bl- it explodes a mouse. <laughs> um, but the the electric one, there's a little there's like two electrical or uh, metal pads. You put like peanut butter behind it, and they walk in, they walk up, and they complete the circuit and electrocute themselves. But like they notably do not get like ripped into.
1: Yeah. Or, um, or or slowly suffocate or anything. Oh, man. My mom, my mom had a, had a mouse problem in her house, and she she found that the best traps were uh, a little bit of bacon and a little bit of peanut butter. Huh.
0: You know, that's also how you trap uh, Brooklyn hipsters, but no.
1: Or the ghost of Elvis. Oh, that's true. Da-dum. A Little banana on there.
0: You got any gum? Um, <laughs> oh, wait. we wanted to, you wanted to talk about Dave Letterman. Oh yeah, David. Uh, to David, those who well aren't you know his Dave. friends.
1: Well, when he when he announces his, his retirement, I just I was suddenly filled with this like swell of emotion because I was like, oh, Dave, like he means a lot to me because uh, his show started in February of 1982 and I was born in May of 1982. And there's a picture of me somewhere in the in the massive number of photo albums that my mom kept that's that are in my brother's shed somewhere that he's like, what am I supposed to do with these? Um, it's, it's a picture of little baby me. I'm like. Just, I'm in my, my high chair, like maybe six or eight months old, looking at Dave on the TV and just laughing, clearly having the time of my life. And so I was like, ah, oh, yes. And that, that, that established the rest of my life of being a comedy weirdo.
0: <laughs> oh, Dave. I, I actually, did you read the, the oh, another.
1: Vulture Oral History?
0: No, no, the, the, <laughs> the Kaplan, Peter Kaplan article on David Letterman. Uh, a couple of years ago obviously before Peter Kaplan passed away um he was the uh editor of the observer and I don't know if you ever saw on Twitter cranky Kaplan and um the they were like there were these there were these feeds that were fake but supposed to be they were supposed to be from him because mm-hmm. I guess he like he worked at the I believe the New Yorker and a bunch of other places and like he worked with all these writers and he was a very idiosyncratic person, so like it was yeah, it was pretty funny. But uh he wrote a pretty good piece on David Letterman that reading it um, and I read it in like oh, I read it when Peter Kaplan died. Um <laughs> and and it was basically talking about how like David was was probably gonna retire pretty soon. Uh, and it made me be like, Man, I wish I could there's no good way to do like watch a retrospective of somebody who's done comedy on television five nights a week forever.
1: Yeah, for thirty years, thirty, nearly thirty-two years. Yeah, oh,
0: yeah, yeah, thirty-two
1: years. Yes, thirty. How? Will, yeah, I will be thirty-two in less than a month. Uh,
0: um,
1: but there, um, there are plenty. Like, if you go, uh, Split Sider is a good comedy blog, and they've been they've posted a bunch of stuff. It's like here's a bunch of like. Great hits from that that weirdo. Yeah, I have I have an extra fondness for him because he's like the same age as my dad, and my dad is also from Indiana, and he just they have like the same sort of like (laughs) humor, goofy kind of hoosier, yeah, weirdness. So it's just like this this the same like connection. I'm like you just really remind me of my dad in like the best possible way. When I I look at his look at his dumb smelling face, and I'm like, oh, Dave. So I haven't ever seen his show in in the theater and well maybe since you know i do live in this terrible city i can go and yeah check that out one time before <laughs> live
0: I... in this terrible city <laughs> it's gonna be the,
1: the theme the theme of this until i escape uh the,
0: yesterday when i was walking downtown i re so i was walking down from like uh 25th street when i got to houston i realized that i had been clenching my jaw the entire <laughs> way just from like and this is my theory my theory is that as I get older, maybe it used to be like one out of every 100 people would just like just seeing them would piss me off. <laughs> and I it think you go,
1: nerd. Yeah, yeah.
0: I I understand why that guy yelled at me when I was reading a book outside of uh, outside of a movie theater in Kentucky as a teen because I was his one in 100. But as I get older, that inches up. So it's two in a hundred or one in fifty, and then one in twenty five. And, and the thing and is. And then you get on the subway. Yeah, like yeah. Everyone. So, like, well, yeah, that's true. Man, I saw so much terrible subway behavior today, but a woman literally sat on me. Oh. <laughs> but um,
1: anyway. I had a couple, uh, about a month or so ago, that was about six weeks ago, Um, I had my first experience of, just in general, my first experience of seeing human shit outside of outside of you know uh, a toilet <laughs> or a diaper yeah and um, it was in a sub- it was in the subway car oh. it was in the, in the first car on on the on the two train the number two train that' hey, sh- and uh, it was it was the experience of you know and I I, I live down near the the end of the two line so that's usually and I was it was a weekend so it wasn't very crowded and I got it. And, you know, so, you know, it wasn't because it, there's the there's the thing you learn after you've been in New York for a while. It's like, oh, this train is empty. There's always a reason. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's like a dead guy in there. As
1: so you walk in, it's like it's either it's like, oh, there's no air conditioning in the summer or there is a smell. Yeah. Or there's just a, there's something there's someone
0: except. who's at the like who's sitting there who looks totally normal while the doors are open. But as soon as the doors close, just begins screaming, <laughs> like not even words, just a just a howl
1: just just like and and somehow the howl is also an act of masturbation yeah yeah it's amazing but uh, but the, since it was you know it was like a, an odd hour on the weekend it was not unusual that this this car would be mostly empty and i, I get in and i kind of sit down and then there, i could just see like a, the, the other people the, the the ripple capping of going oh there's a smell and then i looked and i was like oh there is a just a giant turd by one of the doors, and it had, it had somehow been smeared on the doors. Yeah, And right. I'm like, I don't even know how you did that.
0: I can guess. <laughs>
1: I mean, well, no, but... Uh, it, yeah, I don't want... It's gross. I mean, I can figure out the... But, <laughs> and then, I, you know, at the next stop, I, I got and moved to the next car, and then I, the uh, whole rest of the subway ride, I got to watch people enter in that car yeah, and, then and then leave a, that car. And I'm like, ah,
0: uh, this beautiful city. It's a classic. Someone comes to town, someone leaves town. <laughs> um,
1: once once I, uh, I saw three rats eating a pile of vomit on a on a subway platform and my first thought was that is so 70s (laughs) yeah
0: this city man it's i well i I don't know i feel better now today was nice um it's a
1: beautiful day day. that i spent inside napping
0: yeah (laughs) in a in a patch of sunshine on it would have been great if as the day progressed you followed that patch through your apartment
1: (laughs) well okay here's here's the have you seen the show too cute let's, I let's, have
0: seen it momentarily let's, but I yeah, also wanted to change it up uh, a little
1: let's let's change it up a little for, for rat vomit no, it wasn't rat vomit it was human vomit I assume I I mean, mean, otherwise otherwise rats, those rats, rats were have. prodigious <laughs> prodigious rat vomit which is my guar cover band uh rest in peace guy from guar yeah
0: yeah have We'd you ever seen another one do you
1: ever see guar
0: uh no but one of my friends uh that guy hit on her in a bar once and like but like he wasn't dressed like that and then he was like i'm the like he's like (laughs) oh i'm in a band (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean i don't think he he understood the like so i feel like if you're the guy from guar you probably aren't just like i'm the guy from guar even though you could be like, that that's a totally reasonable way to introduce yourself, because, like, most people have seen, at least seen Empire Records. But he was like, I'm in a band. And she's like, oh, any, like, would I know them? And he's like, maybe.
1: Gwar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, And she did not go home with him due to what I can only imagine to be momentary. Like, she was probably too starstruck.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, in going home with a guy from Guar, that's like part of, you know, maybe do it for the story, but also maybe mm, <laughs> it is the guy from Guar. I have a friend who went to see Guar when she was eight months pregnant. And, uh, and I, I haven't gotten the full story about that, but apparently it was pretty great.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. I think, I think
1: she got, she got uh, asked if, if, if she wanted to get involved in the show <laughs> due, to, due to the fact that she was eight months pregnant and had a Guar show. Oh, man. And she said it was, a, it was an important lesson for her, learning that she was able to go and do things by herself. And I'm like, yeah, thanks, Guar.
0: Thanks, Gwar. learning with Guar. <laughs> learning with Guar. Man, it's too bad that never that never happened. And now it that, never will. Yeah, I would feel like in because there was like a Toxic Avenger TV show. Um, well, yeah, there was
1: a cartoon. This and is I have, actually, I have seen Toxic Avenger movies.
0: Uh, I have not, um, but like, so there was a period of time in the '90s when. They basically, Americans learned about Korean animation studios, and that's when you had the huge burst of animation, and, like, you got weird animation stuff, like the tick, just because they were like, well, we need a show, it's like 20 bucks to make a show.
1: Let's buy this very weird comic property. Yeah,
0: yeah, um... And, so, and that's how we got the Toxic Avenger thing, too. And, like, the Rambo cartoon. We got a lot of, like... There was a RoboCop cartoon. Like, lots of cartoons about action heroes from movies that were not appropriate for children at all. It was,
1: it, was, it was like, we can make a cartoon super cheap, and then we can uh, sell toys.
0: Yeah, and people already wanted RoboCop toys, so...
1: Uh, that's, I have never seen RoboCop. What? you And that's... That's what okay. I have never seen Robocop, and I have never seen all of Die Hard. And those are these are the things that I'm like. This is where I will claim my femininity. Femininity. See, I can't even claim my femininity. I can't say it. Well, that's well, if I say it that way, it's sort of a combination of like feminine and enmity, which I think I can take. Uh, my, my feminine side is that I, I'm like, no, because because every time I talk about how I've never seen RoboCop or Die Hard, um, <laughs> a, go, dude, a dude will go, what?
0: Like, so this was a trap the you set for me. Um, no, RoboCop is very brought
1: good. Brought up RoboCop. <laughs> you were ho- literally hoisted by your own petard.
0: Yes. Um,
1: you know, I don't know what a petard is. I, I it was explained no oh I do know this because um I watched Rocky and Bullwinkle when I was a kid I, I had like some VHS tapes of old Rocky and Bullwinkle and I think um it, it's involves it's something like an explosive trap and it's, it, you're oh, not good. actually hoisted at all it's some like ridiculous Scots kind of Robbie Burns kind of this guy, I could be completely lying here I hope I'm really wrong yeah and so and someone and someone um actually. I actually did. I used the phrase "hoisted" by my by my own petard in some some playful way, like you know, playing with the words, like "oh, I just uh, petarded you" or "hoisted you." And I actually got, did get someone on Twitter giving me the, um, "actually, there's nothing there's nothing uh, hoisting involved." And I was like, "here, I'm blocking you just on, on principle. Just <laughs> You're um, done, man. Me. Um, you know, I thought it was.
0: Uh, I'm on tether hooks for years, oh. um, and my then girlfriend, now wife corrected me and i literally would did not believe her until we got home and looked it up this was before the days of smartphones but being like like no there's no way i don't know what a tinter hook is but like a tether hook i can imagine it kind
1: of makes sense
0: it's a hook that you attach a tether to um,
1: speaking of before smartphones when i was uh you know back in the day of 2004 i used to uh i i'd spend a lot of time uh have you ever been to the, there's a restaurant in uh in the east village called kinka
0: Oh yeah, yeah It's the
1: Japanese, Japanese place that has like Testicles real, Yeah, testicles, really cheap beer And uh, I started going there um, a lot I've been there a lot I love that place It's, it's still good It's great,
0: the cotton candy it, and uh, like, yeah I, I actually the, almost went there the other day Or uh, yesterday um, But right, I didn't want I, to go on to St. Mark's
1: Yeah, I was I, when you, you, you were killing time I almost thought I was like I should go spend time with Mark Popham But then I was like I'm tired and I want to go home <laughs> So I did that instead <laughs>
0: The first time we meet, you should definitely be cranky. Um I'll try. Yeah.
1: I hope I'll well, well, I'll ride on the subway for a really long time.
0: you my jaw will be like huge and swollen from how just be angry we'll just yeah, punch yeah. each other.
1: We'll just have an immediate <laughs> fight club.
0: It's one of those uh like Chucky P style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Callbacks. Callbacks. But um, Chucky P.
1: At, at Kenka, um, I, you know, I'd spend hours there just with friends because they they served you dollar fifty draft beers. And when I first when I first started going there in two thousand four, because my brother, who I I'm, I have mentioned twice now, and I just saw him make a mention to me on Twitter, but I couldn't see what it was. Um, he he came up for my graduation from NYU, and uh, like the night be- two nights before graduation, we went like on a little bar crawl, and you know we went we went out for like a nice sushi dinner, and uh, and then like he just found Kenka. and uh, and he was like let's go here because he he had flown in he lived in japan at the time and he had flown in for graduation yeah because he lived in japan for three years as i i think i mentioned yeah yeah and um and he just like he was like this place is amazing this is like authentic this is like an izakaya in japan and when i first went there they you know in 2004 because i'm coming up it's almost 10 years since i've been out of college i'm super old um uh they that they had like the the dollar fifty draft beers were like a full pint.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's and now like a smaller. You know, they're, now they're
1: like a little eight ounce glass. Yeah, it's still a yeah. dollar fifty. Yeah. So you go there for the for the for the pitchers. But well, I would be there, and we'd be there for hours, and we'd be talking about movies, and be like, "Oh, who was in that thing? What was the name of that?" And I kept going. I wish I just had like an IMDb that <laughs> I could have mounted to my wrist. And it took me until I think I'd had my f- smartphone for two years before I went, oh i now have that
0: yeah it exists i was always like man if only i had all com on like if i could access that from my phone then i could because i was always in record stores being like oh i don't know what to get like which of these albums would be the best one i don't think i've ever since getting a smartphone been in a store and looked up um
1: well, now that we have smartphones, we don't need record stores. Well,
0: and now, I, yeah. yeah.
1: Where we're going, we don't need record stores. Tower tower is closed. Tower I know. Closed. I remember the last time, I think, um, they sort of, re- I think that that tower had been closed for a long time. There's one on uh, Broadway or Lafayette or something. Um, and it had been closed forever and ever and would occasionally become a Halloween store. But yeah. then they were filming I Am Legend um on there so it 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 they they revived the tower and put a bunch of like christmas movie posters in it and this was like in the middle of june and i was like huh. and i'd walk past it every day because that was like on my way home and i'd be like that's weird all right this city ah.
0: yeah we um yeah uh, um i remember i remember when i am legend was filming because Kristen was uh at nyu
1: and that's that's your wife's name right yes which I, I was able to deduce from a lovely screen <laughs> screenshot you posted of one of your uh, oh
0: yeah, where she was Google, asking Google if we could go. We we were going to go see Captain America last night, but then um, by the time we went to Chip Shop and like drank a bunch, we were just like, no. Let's just I really I
1: I need to see Cap two. I need to see it. I need to see it.
0: I I am amazed actually. Every time a Marvel movie comes out, I'm amazed that the reviews are as good as they are. Um. Which I guess I should stop being amazed by that They at make
1: this point. fun movies. Yeah. I, um, first, I, first saw, I saw the first Captain America movie, and I had, I, here's what I knew about Captain America going in. Um, I knew that he punched Nazis. I knew that he had a little sidekick named Bucky, who dies. And uh, I also knew that in an alternate universe, he is married to a lady, Tony Stark.
0: It, tell me more about this alternate universe.
1: <laughs> Her name is Natasha Stark. And that's and I actually I I named my computer that this is being done with is named Natasha for that after reason Natasha even though I Stark. have even though I have not read those comics but I'm like yes I will name my computer after Lady Tony Stark because it's it's a it's real pretty and shiny and red oh yeah
0: interesting and
1: I guess that also works for uh, uh the Black Widow as well
0: yeah true
1: I don't I don't read. Superhero comics anymore because they're nightmares.
0: Yeah, um, it's but I do. Gross. I love I
1: love the Marvel movies. They're really great.
0: Yeah. Um. But I went
1: I went to see Captain America. Well, because my friend, um, uh, my my former my uh, no co-host because I have discussed we're gonna we're gonna start doing know you again. Awesome. It, we're gonna try to do as it on as long as month. it doesn't
0: cut into our un, into our time.
1: Well, I was telling she was like, oh, we could do it on Sunday afternoons, and I was like, no, that's <laughs> pop them time. Even Although, though we're doing this on Saturday night, yeah. know, so I'm like, I'll tell her. It's like, hey, you want to do it? Now, because um, I was like, I've left you for a younger man. <laughs> who, has, womp, who has a?
0: Womp womp.
1: I have wondered if this has been this has been more immediately successful because it involves you, who is a dude.
0: giving the dude perspective about comic books and Linux, <laughs> talking about my
1: Minecrafts. Now I want I want I would like some some of your perspective as an alpha male.
0: I, you know, I am an alpha male. Often I get the first pick of the lice that I pull from the backs of uh, other members of my tribe.
1: I, 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 uh, I love the, the whole like alpha male thing with wolves. wolves, yes, wolves. That's how it's said. Um, it has been like completely discredited that like wolves don't actually form packs like that. That's only what they do in kind of captive situations. <laughs> Oh, I thought that that was out of, like, what people thought
0: orangutans did, but, like, probably was not what orangutans did. Oh,
1: I always, I always hear it as, as a wolf pack thing. Oh, God. That's... Oh, did you – here's a fun fact. Here's a thing you don't know about – you might not know about me. I have um a very large tribal tattoo with a wolf howling at the moon on my back.
0: You can't see the face I'm making, but, like, my mouth is open – and
1: my eyes are wide, and
0: I'm nodding very fast.
1: It's about six. It's about six inches, um, top to bottom. It's on my on my left shoulder blade. It's. Uh, I got it when I was 18 years old. So you
0: have more than one white wolf tattoo, is what ah! you're telling me.
1: No, this is a gray wolf. <sighs> ah, but I appreciate your joke. Um, Callbacks. I, uh, um, yeah, I got it when I was 18 as a combination uh, birthday graduation present. Because my Aww. mom had. My mom had two tattoos herself yeah she'd gotten she got a um, uh, a rose on on one bicep because she had had a birthmark on her on her on her arm that she had had um she had attempted to have removed but it just left her with this like giant four inch long keloid Uh. scar which was just it's just this massive scar it's like oh great my birthmark's gone i have this massive scar and uh and she got a you know a tattoo of a rose over it for her 40th birthday and then for her 45th birthday she got another rose with like like thorns and like some scratches Does it in the say
0: back. every rose has
1: its thorns underneath. <laughs> and she she called them sense and sensibility. Oh. And I thought about I thought about getting a a tattoo that was kind of combining those as like a memorial for her cuz my mom is dead. Um but The wolf tattoo is is a memorial for my friend who died in a car accident that we talked about last episode
0: (laughs) hold on i have to go lay down for a while
1: um Uh, i'm sorry go ahead it's it's the fact that i'm this is like i was like yeah i do have my 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 tribal tattoo i mean i can i can go and try to you know be a be a uh an informed, an (laughs) informed person in the world who tries to uh help the causes of social justice, but at the end of the day, I'm a white person with a tribal tattoo. <laughs>
0: You've already, like, as soon as it's you walked out of there, man. It's literally
1: in my skin forever. <laughs>
0: um, I, uh, I, I'll, send you, I, I'll send you a picture. Cool. I'll post it on Twitter. I'll post yeah. It on Twitter. Um, I'm thinking of getting a tattoo for turning 28, which is, it, it's like, oh, yeah, it's the 10-year anniversary of when you should have done this if you had been cool. <laughs> <laughs> um which no. is which is
1: and and that's uh next friday is your birthday
0: uh next thursday is my 28th birthday which uh was
1: oh, it the 17th or
0: the the 17th 18th. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're writing shit then you're like what's your mother no, wait we've is... made this joke already about you trying to get my like bank information
1: it's no joke i am heart bleed
0: <laughs> well you're making my heart bleed oh, Um. Uh, ugh. Ugh. did you change all your passwords
1: well, yes. Um, well, all the ones. Well, I use um, here's here's a plug for free for. Um, oh wait, yeah, we use different password um, apps. Yeah, this, this like everyone. You should get a get a freaking password manager. They're yeah. really useful, and then like because I know because I was I was one of you where I used the same three passwords. On everything. I'm amazed you like,
0: used three passwords. <laughs>
1: well, no, well, only because they kept increasing this, like what they required. Because ah. it used to be I used the same six character, uh, lowercase, one number. But then they're like, oh, you need eight. Oh, you need eight and a special character. And I'm like, god damn it. So all the way up to three, but LastPass is like, or all the password. I like LastPass. I I respect whichever one. What do you use? One password?
0: I use one password.
1: Is that a a Mac one? Is that like really Mac specific? I think
0: that the thing was, is that when it started, it was Mac specific and like they have, it's fairly good. I mean, I'm going to be honest. We're getting super Linuxy. The integration into anything specifically like smartphone wise is kind of rough. Just because like I have to open an app and copy something from it and then paste it as something else.
1: LastPass just updated their app where it'll autofill apps on your phone. What? It's so sweet as hell. But yeah, um, it's like it's like I have one like I have one I have a, a one password which I, I remember as a, it's a passphrase. So that's yeah, super same easy. Here. It's like a and it's so good. Do you have a really good one and you really wish you could tell someone? But you obviously can't tell anyone ever. Well,
0: I just changed mine because uh well actually, okay, so here's the thing. I've got a very long Can you tell one me your that- old one? Um I th- okay so so part of my job is I go to buildings and I kill people. No, I go to uh production companies and like i sit at whatever computer they have available and i work on whatever so i need to be able to carry around my passwords with me so mm-hmm. i have it saved in a dropbox thing um mm-hmm. dropbox one of the companies that was affected by Heartbleed, yeah <laughs> i was like great so i had to change my dropbox password um my old one was an akewood reference um i like that my new one is like i keep the joke that i keep making is that it's like a cal drogo reference but it's not really i was just coming up with like random words that would stick in my head um and this one popped in but uh, mine
1: mine is a song lyric
0: is it every rose has its thorns Shit,
1: <laughs> it's, <Heartbleed> a... too. <laughs> um, it's it's the entire lyrics of kiss from a rose
0: that it would takes be a
1: long time to enter and I fuck it up at least four <laughs> times every time.
0: Um, I think that I was reading someone, I think uh, uh, someone on Twitter was talking about like, we're amazed that like more people aren't pissed off about Heartbleed. And it's kind of like, well, yeah, because if you're a consumer using the internet, all you, if at most you've changed your password, but like, you don't know if people have accessed your account, so you can't actually really get mad about heartbleed. And at
1: this point, at this point, we've all had our our information stolen so many times. Yeah, yeah. I know, like a lot, a lot of people are super mad about the NSA, and I'm just like, whatever. They already knew.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> they've already been reading all of my AIM logs for years. What's funny is I used to, I used to joke with friends um about how about how there's like some FBI. Hey, uh, this is here's 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 a funny thing. This is I a still use AIM. thing. I still use AIM. Yeah.
0: Do you use the AIM client or sorry? You could hear me gulping mead in the background. Um, do you I fin- still I use finished the client my martini or?
1: and I'm now drinking rye?
0: I, I went from bourbon to literally it's called Viking blood. I it's think a, I've had... it's a Nordic honey wine with hibiscus and hops added. I got it because I was like, that's interesting. And I'm reading books about Vikings. Um, It's pretty good.
1: Yeah, I think I've, I think I've had it. I like Not a, a little blood. If you ever if you if you're into the into the honey wine, um, you should start raising bees and then get stung a bunch, and then your blood will become honey wine. It's a fact. Um, no, if you um, there's an Ethiopian honey wine called Tej that's very good.
0: Please, please tell me that as a child you were the girl from uh, from Kids in the Hall who'd run up to this thing and say something, and then be like, "It's a fact." <sighs>
1: I wish I could. She's older. She's definitely older than me, though. And I'm um, not. I'm not that. No, I was a little redheaded kid, so.
0: Maybe maybe that was your fugue state.
1: Oh shit! She's credited maybe as I... Krista Agathe, uh,
0: Christy maybe I'm Agatha. Christy Agatha,
1: a fugue state Canadian. Yeah. Oh probably. no. <laughs> oh, no. This ruins my presidential plans. You would get yeah, but with all the things that 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 FBI agent has read in my aim logs.
0: <laughs> um, but you'd get so much more maternity leave
1: oh with that kid i'm never gonna have
0: well six of one half dozen of the other there's pluses <laughs> and minuses here
1: maybe i can fake a baby
0: it's a hysteric how much do you get off for hysterical pregnancy oh,
1: that's, i gotta i definitely have to ask uh, some canadian uh canadian listeners please let us know um how much how much maternity leave how much yeah how much, <laughs> if, uh, if first, you don't
0: have a child <laughs> if you
1: if you have uh, a couple of hysterical pregnancies um i feel like you don't hear about those enough anymore
0: I mean have I you, have Mark, the, have you
1: ever had a hysterical pregnancy?
0: Uh I I mean I ate a burrito earlier. Oh that yeah, count as a hysterical pregnancy. I I don't think that you hear the word hysteria used in medical uh, environments a lot. There's not anymore. as
1: many wandering uteruses. Yeah. As it used oh to man, be.
0: the wandering uterus. It's
1: The traveling womb.
0: Um, which... which
1: I am perfectly willing to blame for a lot of my problems.
0: So actually, let's in case the viewer or the listener is not familiar with like like what. Roman era uh medical oh, diagnosis Roman era
1: I wish I feel like that one went up for a while
0: Really my understanding of the like wandering uterus thing is that whenever they dissect a woman and there was an organ that they didn't know what it was, they'd be like, well, that's probably the womb, and it's way up there. It would be like the kidney or the heart, but they would just like not know the what brain. it was. Yeah, and they're like, how'd that get there? She must have been crazy.
1: That explains why she was so weird and killed herself after having those seven children.
0: Yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, real life. <laughs>
0: Yeah, pretty terrible.
1: I would like to take this moment to recommend a podcast that it deals with these kind of things and that is the one called Sawbones.
0: Ooh. Uh which I thought is, which is, Um I... Sorry, go ahead.
1: It's a it's a a woman who is a doctor and her husband who is a goof and they talk about us, <laughs> you know, it's pretty much he's, he's you know, he's playing the dummy and is, you know, you, you know, the the cabbage head, I think is the the term and like film trope things where you're like, "But why?" I don't understand. Could you please uh, explain this um I've just completely forgotten the word for exposition. Okay. Yeah. The, the person who, who's there for, for exposition to go yes. to, I think, is called a cabbage head. Or maybe that's just a really great Kids of the Hall sketch.
0: I uh, I should do that with my wife if she would agree to be in a podcast where I just ask her stupid historical questions. And there's just a long sigh. And then she begins explaining to me why it's stupid. I once did that once. like This is a really cherished relationship memory.
1: Is, is your wife a history man?
0: uh she like amateur i mean she she reads a lot of history Mm -hmm. um basically and she knows a lot it's always been like a huge interest of hers she did not major in in it or anything but um uh although she like some of her librarianship work was in like archival oh she a librarian yes yes she has i like like librarians i mean she's not currently employed as a librarian because of our failing nation state but um yes
1: I have, a, I have a friend who just had to uh, move to Texas in order to, to get a job as yeah. librarian. Yep.
0: So. Um, but uh, one night, uh, like, she had already gone to bed, and I get into bed at, like, 11. And, like, she cuddles up to me. It's nice. And I just go, honey, what's the plot of Maul Flanders? <laughs> I don't know why it popped in my head. And she rolled over, and she went, okay. And she, start, from the beginning, gave me the entire plot of Maul Flanders. <laughs> And then we both went to sleep. And the next morning, I was like, "Did I make you explain Mall Flanders to me?" Um, also, if if you if any of you kids want to use that to like write a report by calling my wife in the middle of the night, uh, if you fall asleep immediately after learning something, it does not stick in your head.
1: <laughs> but I can't say if you fall asleep when you're angry at a video game. If you are, if you are say playing um, God of War and you can't beat a boss. And you take an anger nap. um, You will wake up and you will immediately see what you were doing wrong. Really? Yeah. This happened to me once. Well, this is, I think this was on a. Was the problem
0: you weren't, you weren't stabbing enough?
1: I was not stabbing in the right place. Okay. I was not using my knife, my uh, uh, knife chucks. Cause he's got he's got big swords that are have you ever have you ever seen God of War?
0: I've I've seen like penny arcade comics in which God of War is discussed. So I he's understand he's got he's got big big thing.
1: swords on his chains that swing Kratos, around. Kratos, um, Kratos. Who? When I was looking on Grinder, well, no, it fellow... should
0: definitely be Kratos, right?
1: It's Kratos, but it's Kratos. Kratos.
0: Oh, so they actually say it in the game. So yeah,
1: there's voice acting. We have voice acting these days in video games.
0: Is it Will Wheaton?
1: <laughs> no. I'll Although what's great is. Um, there is in, in, in God of War Two, there's a part with Perseus and um he is voiced by Harry Hamlin. Ooh. Wait who was in, in um um that movie where he played Perseus. Fuck. What's
0: oh, uh, shit. Clash of the Titans? Yes. Okay. With, the original one. With the with the robotic owl.
1: That's all we all that's all we remember is uh the robotic owl. Well And, no. uh, and Kratos killed the shit out of him. Which yeah. is how Kratos does with everyone. Oh
0: wait, really? Oh, oh this, I this, I, this, I thought this, you meant he killed the robotic owl. <laughs> i was like god oh. damn it
1: that would have been a, that would have been a good like little bonus thing yeah Just, like killed a little like a little easter egg it's like oh you killed first you you killed perseus and then you killed the shit out of a little robotic owl
0: it would be nice if the robotic owl was much harder to kill it had like laser <laughs> eyes
1: oh if it was like a secret thing that you had to like go you know find and then it was a super hard boss battle and then you got like a extra outfit yeah that's how video games work i'm um... not even joking Wait, we should talk about the th- the thing I haven't seen
0: is much of Star Trek: The Next Generation, mm. and we should talk about this because I have been given a list of seven. So I You're previously given... tried to watch Star Trek: The Next Generation, and uh, quick note: it's terrible. Or wait, we talked about this before. It's not terrible.
1: The first, the early seasons are rough. It's like getting
0: punched every episode. I was watching when I was watching like from the beginning. Also, because there's stuff like like in the first season they go to like like there's not a whole lot of plots in which they like fly to a new planet and deal with a new planet thing it's a lot of plots about like like tasha yar is or not tasha yar um troy is getting married and like her parents don't like the other parents and then i have sort of a philosophical problem with holodeck stories yeah because yeah. it makes it very easy for them to be like, well, I don't want to think of a new space plot this week. So how about like it's it's basically like you couldn't do a new Star uh, Star Trek Next Generation episode about them finding a cowboy planet like you could do with the original Star Trek, but to get around that they were like they're trapped in the holodeck and they're they're all cowboys now.
1: What well, so, well, I love I do, I mean, I like the the holodeck. I mean, the holodeck is it's a problem. It's silly. But I like that in the, 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 the there's they have established a universe where the holodeck exists, and that basically means like nobody reads books anymore. Everyone is just a LARPer. Yeah. <laughs> but, but this is since I keep talking to you to watch Deep Space Nine, and on on Deep Space Nine they call it the Hollow Suites, and it is pretty much explicitly. Oh yeah, people are going in there to fuck.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so that's when they stop playing. I know. I know that uh, I think Gene Roddenberry, before he passed, was not super happy with Deep Space Nine because it kind of well because he started Star Trek as like. It's, it is. It's supposed to be like the utopian future where you know everyone is equal and you can you can do anything and there's a there's you know it's all hope and stuff and then you know, View space nine is kind of getting into like under the under it's like oh the federation is kind of not that great and here are the the problems that come if you're you know not you know just on the enterprise worrying about troy's marriage <laughs>
0: yeah or troy's marriage her like prospects
1: oh man and it was like. Oh, the
0: guy that she was, I'm, I'm, I'm like freaking out remembering the plot of this, that the guy that she was supposed to marry had been drawing a woman and like she appeared on the ship anyway. Sorry. But okay, I will, the episodes that were suggested by you and Ahab 99, who's mm-hmm. and, like name, I don't like real human name.
1: She she does that on purpose.
0: I I think that's probably reasonable. Um, she's, she's,
1: she is a good friend of mine in real life. And she's she is she is a lawyer in real life, which is why she does not, um, yeah, her real name. On the <laughs> well, internet. I just
0: I don't know her first name. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but the episodes that you guys suggested have been very good. Uh, See, although
1: I, it was uh, it was it was her, and then and oh wait, then, uh, yes, yeah. This is this is I I was on an incredibly uh, annoying commute that took forever and sucked, and I can I came out of the subway and my phone just blew up in mentions. And it was uh it was uh, them, it was her and uh Slodwick, Sarah, who were just uh recommending uh Star Trek episodes to you. And uh one of them was recommended, which is the one where Beverly Crusher bones a ghost.
0: That was I think that was recommended as a joke, and I just kept putting it on as like I think I think I think watching a like a very specifically bad episode of the next generation would teach me a lot about the show.
1: That is, I think, literally the worst episode. When I was in LA last month, like I don't know i th- I think yeah my my friend eva deliberately put it on and and i was i was like no this is disgusting i mean uh, oh it's okay like the word erotic is gross <laughs> are you with me on that yeah bev crusher i i uh, it's I mean, like her and uh, it, it's it's i it's, wish it's, we it's...
0: had a better word for for it i it's like erotic well, okay in the sense that i i like erotic Things God, yeah, that made me sound so perverse I yeah, like that is, erotic, erotic things. It's gross, and I wish that we had a way to like enjoy those as adults in society without feeling grossed out or ashamed. But like bonery mm, yeah, that's good. Well, that's honestly, a lot better. I would take
1: that over erotic. Yeah, because it just makes you makes you think of like a like a guy who's wearing like kind of a blousy silk shirt. But but like, then those butt- blousey dudes. I'm painting a word picture here <laughs> and he's got like a ponytail and his name is Gary.
0: Well, but yeah, but the problem is that Gary would after after like 5 years bonering would be completely filled with Garys. They'd be like, "Would you enjoy to join me for a would you bonering like to come see my...
1: evening?" Bonery drawings, <laughs> yeah. So Can like you some of my bonery poetry.
0: We would have to come up with a new word for erotic, and in fact, we may actually be doing that. That that may actually be like, like I'm. Uh, Do you
1: want to make bonery happen?
0: It, maybe it's already happened. Um,
1: well, because I've been trying to, I've I've definitely been, I've been t- trying to take boner as a as a unisex word, because when I when people say, "I oh gave me a girl boner," I'm like, "No, just take boner." just take the girl take owner it. i'm like no just just
0: yeah um yeah eroticism it's a Ugh, weird scene gross. really glad i've recorded myself talking about it
1: uh everything about the word is just bad
0: let's let's take this recording and put it on the internet so that pe- so that other people can listen to erotic it wow you got ro- like robot voiced there probably <laughs> because of how erotic it is or mm-hmm. you're a robot and have been this whole time i'm a i'm a sex bot wait can i bring it back to the episode of star trek uh yes uh elementary my dear data yeah. um where... Data,
1: where are you from
0: <laughs> okay so they go into it's uh it's a sherlock holmes story and professor moriarty like becomes self-aware and so they're talking to him and, like, he's part of this program, and he's like, is there any way for me to come out of this in, like, a physical body? And John luc Picard is like, no, not yet. And he's standing next to a literal robot. <laughs> he's standing <laughs> next to Data. And, like, the Moriarty guys are like, wait, seriously? What about him? Like, clearly, I don't know. You could, like, plug something into something. I'm assuming they have, like, converters there. <laughs> If you have a consciousness, at like, least
1: put me in an iPhone. Yeah,
0: like something like data can just keep him in a tooth or something. Um, <laughs> but it's just so funny. He was like, yes, one day if we ever figure out how to have, I don't know, computerized consciousnesses in bodies that walk around and he's still standing there. <laughs> Uh, Rude. Yeah. <laughs> like I would have been great if, da- if data had, I keep now I'm correcting myself if data had been like but wait what about me and he's just like dude sh- sh- come on I just want to get Be out cool. of here. I'm, I'm Be cool. I'm really cool. <laughs> um I think there a really good read of um of uh the next generation is that Picard is just constantly and, and I think this works out cuz there's so many like awkward pauses in the show. Like we're just nobody says anything for a couple of seconds. Um, Again,
1: if... I this this that does get better. Some <laughs> it gets um, better edited. The show gets better yeah. written. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not. It's frequently corny as hell. Yeah. I mean, that's Star Star Trek is always gonna yeah
0: be cool. yeah. I mean,
1: that's one of the problems with the new movies. That's just like they they weren't corny enough. <laughs> they didn't have the heart. Yeah. Um. But... And also, they exploited nine Im- eleven imagery for fun.
0: Oh yeah, that was it, I was like, oh wow. So they're just so he did. So you didn't stop him from doing that. He killed I was like upset. a million people. Cool. Like so now. Oh, make sure you make sure you catch him and put him into like deep freeze. He killed like a hundred thousand people. Cool. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I actually like the Godzilla movie. I feel like if I had the new one that's coming out, the new one that's coming out, if I hadn't spent the last 10 years, like watching movies that unexpectedly been like, oh, he really did kill a million people. Like, what do you think about that? Then I'd be more excited to watch it. But because of that, it's it makes it a little bit harder.
1: Here's a have you seen that? Um, Have you seen Pacific Rim? I have. That was a good movie.
0: It was. And like and and I actually remember before it came out reading stuff where he was like, yeah, I definitely didn't want them to have. I didn't want you to be watching the screen and occasionally be like, oh, a million people probably just died. Yeah. Was, it, was always... like a, it was
1: like a deliberate. It's like, oh, everyone got out of the way. Everyone yeah. went to their shelters. There was no it was super cartoony.
0: Yeah. It's like in G.I. Joe, the plane explodes. But then you just see the guys in the uh, with the parachutes floating down.
1: That happens in <laughs> Avengers, too, I think. In the like Avengers when, film, yeah, when like Hulk is punching planes. Oh you yeah. See, oh no. Yeah,
0: it. yeah. You definitely do that time. But, that but then a bunch of people. Like... Then a bunch
1: of people die. You know, um, on In... Park Avenue. Yeah, and they... which is that's that's where I work. So, <laughs> I saw I saw that movie at the uh, Kibbs Bay Theater. I saw the uh, midnight showing, which was awesome. And then I you know walked to to get on the on the sixth train at thirty third and Park, and I was like, huh, oh. yeah, I just was watching this to get blown up.
0: Um, And, I mean, they've kind of done an okay job in the following movies where, like, Tony Stark is, like, is bothered by what happened in New York. And, peop- like, they make reference to it in a way that, like, it, was- it seems to have been a shitty thing that happened to them. And they weren't just like, well, we saved the day. But on the other hand, they did put up a, like, two-minute video of them eating shawarma in, like... That I didn't think was great, but you
1: didn't like the shawarma.
0: I liked it in a sense, but I was also like, guys, like lots of people just died.
1: <laughs> that makes you hungry.
0: That's true. Um, but now this is a this is actually a podcast where where we argue about Marvel. Arguing about, uh... We're arguing
1: about Star Trek and Marvel movies. What nerds are we? Um,
0: wait, what what haven't you seen?
1: Um, I haven't seen The Godfather. Oh God. <laughs> I can see my earphones coming out. Okay, I'm fine. I'm fine.
0: <laughs> we'll edit that out. We'll just... actually
1: speaking of editing it out, I want to do a break here because I need to pee. Oh, Please. okay. So, okay. break. I think. Okay. Bye. So, don't talk. I'm serious. What are y'all thinking about? Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, man. the bubble gum
0: in this motherfucker's mouth. Hello.
1: Okay, now that I, now that I league of league of their own to that, <laughs> have you seen that?
0: Yeah, I have seen that. In fact, I referenced it earlier when I was talking to my sister's baby, and I was like, "There's no crying in baseball," and it didn't make her stop crying. <laughs> well, Because
1: there is crying in baby.
0: Yeah, there's definitely crying in baby. Um, she was but, fun today. It's a cute kid. Uh yeah yeah. Isn't good.
1: it nice to be an uncle?
0: Yeah, it is. Um, and it was actually really funny because. Uh, so we were going to a French Bulldog meetup in. Um... <laughs> Go on. Mm-hmm. Um, we in. Uh, oh man, T- the, what's the park on Twenty Third where the Shake Shack is? Is that Madison, Madison? Square? Yeah. yeah okay. Madison. So there. Uh, and it was like f- like fifty. 50- Fifty French bulldogs in that small dog run, oh and have God. you ever seen those videos of sharks? But it's like a swarm of sharks. Yeah, <laughs> um, the, like where the water is thick with sharks. It was Just like churning. that. It's yeah, churning it was churning. That's what it was. It was churning with Frenchies. But um, so we met up with her. That um, my... sounds like
1: the dark version of too cute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, we met up with her at my brother in law's work. Um and then like went downtown and I, I actually had the baby on me because she had the dog in a, in a little carrier. And it was very funny to see people look at, um, uh, my wife, myself and my sister and the baby who's like very blonde and has like, <laughs> like bluish gray eyes and be like, who, whose baby is that?
1: I add this up. Yeah. Um, when I went to Nashville last, uh, last summer, um, my brother has two kids. He's got a a, a son who is almost eight. Um, I, can tell, I can't remember how old these kids are. And uh, a daughter who is a little over one. And his wife is Japanese. And um, and we are white. And we went to the park. And uh, there was this, you know, the, she's an adorable kid. Her name is May. And she is the cutest, cutest baby that has ever existed. Um, and, you know, she was walking around. And... Um, this you know and you know people keep talking, it's a cute baby and people are gonna be like oh she's so cute how old is she and this one girl was like oh she's so cute she's she's uh, how old is she uh what ethnicity is she and my brother and i both were just like oh god what <laughs> just this immediate tense of <laughs> oh no what how's this conversation going? and he was like oh my my wife's japanese and the girl was like oh yeah i'm i'm, I'm half chinese so we can all uh, we can we can we can tell our own and i was like this is still awkward.
0: Yeah, that that didn't but, make it better for some reason. <laughs> you just punched her and ran off.
1: We we're like, okay, we're going to keep. Oh, look, the baby is walking that way. We're Let's gonna...
0: definitely not talk more about this. Oh, good times.
1: Yeah. So a thing I haven't seen. And this was, a, I believe, a, a bit of a request. I saw this. This was an, in our Twitter mentions from uh, a friend of yours, I think. Oh, from Sam? Uh, My maybe? only friend? Yes. Um. Uh, it was about uh the Godfather, which I have not seen.
0: I have not seen the Godfather for a very long time. I think, like I, I think I watched it once when I was like ten, with my dad sitting in the kitchen watching it on like TNT or
1: something. The only part of the Godfather I've seen, and then I saw I saw this as a as a young person. I was it was uh young enough that we still lived in the log cabin in the woods where I grew up. <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: time for some stories
1: (laughs) and um and it it just i i was i only have i had only seen i have only seen the horse head scene ah and so and i saw that when i was like five
0: you probably really liked horses
1: (laughs) yeah i was a girl who was like five or between the ages of five and seven and i and yeah that lived with me for a while and i rewatched it again recently on like youtube and i was like oh that's way less oh yeah a- that's way less horrific than i thought and like it makes me more think, I was like how did you not wake up
0: <laughs> yeah like he was he was soaked in blood
1: <laughs> uh, well i mean and, and usually i mean you you usually have to be a lady to sleep through being soaked in blood yeah. menstruation Dunno. jokes <laughs>
0: well played um actually i wanted to ask you about an internet thing have you ever seen the like series of stories online called time well i guess it's like colloquially known as time for some stories no um i'll send it to you via mm-hmm. via youtube not via youtube it's not on youtube but it's just a guy like recounting stories from his youth and he does recount them in all caps which <laughs> you would think would just be really irritating but it actually it lends a certain charm to the no, stories
1: I, I like that because i'm a, I'm a big fan of film crit hulk um
0: i I'm not but I've huh. only read a couple of small things
1: yeah I, I follow I mean if, coming back to the Avengers he wrote like a killer piece obviously on why Mark Ruffalo's Hulk was like the best and he's and then he, I haven't gotten his book yet which he, he you know you can get in two versions you get it in Hulk speak version and then you can get it in like normal <laughs> version excellent but there's that and then there's the there's the guy who does um, I Drunk can't Hulk? remember uh, all the Hulks ah all of the hulks
0: do. No, no. After the hulks of summer are gone, I can see. Oh,
1: so I totally failed you. to. I wanted to. I, I've been spending today on Twitter calling people, brother! Like <laughs> Hulk Hogan. <laughs> How you doing, brother?
0: In a Summer Slam steel cage.
1: Have I told you that I won, I entered and won a Hulk Hogan based interpretive dance contest?
0: No, you hadn't told me that. But if I had to guess, who among anybody I know <laughs> had won such a thing, it would either be you or Sam. But me and Sam would be good buddies. I think so too. I'm actually pumped that like I, I think he follows you now on Twitter. Yeah,
1: I think I think we mutually follow.
0: He also listens to this podcast. So I, think...
1: I mean, well, like all of my friends have followed you, and so you're now going to be absorbed into our focus. I well but now Mouse I again, now I have over three hundred.
0: <laughs> Is he like Ralph Mouse? Does he have a motorcycle?
1: He's got a scooter!
0: <laughs> God He's damn
1: it! <laughs> He's a scoot! a little mouse Segway! <laughs> it
0: would actually be kind of funny if mice had Segways, because they'd have to stand up to use them, which would be uh, muy magnífico.
1: <laughs> but uh, I, I went to, um, it was when um, The Meltdown, which is a comedy show... That is done usually in L.A. with uh, Kamel Nanjiani and Jonah Ray, when um, they did a, a New York show at the Bell House. And I'm looking at the poster I won, and it was on November 9th. And it's kind of it's a show that I mean I I obviously had never seen it before because they do it in L.A. and I think they're doing it like a TV show version of it soon. Oh, interesting. Um, and apparently it's very uh, like um, audience participatory. And they were talking about like crush. They started out talking about like well, who were your who were your crushes, who were your like nerd crushes that you had and i threw my hand up and i i yelled out annie lennox because annie i think i think like the, the like annie lennox was a very important young crush on me uh, well she didn't have a crush on me
0: no. as far as you know
1: oh uh, well she shouldn't have because i was seven <laughs> go to jail annie lennox <laughs> but yeah if you if you look at a picture of me now with my you know short blonde <laughs> hair mean, and I my red lipstick. Like, oh. <laughs> That but then makes later sense. and then but then later, you know, it, it was uh, uh Jon had um Hulk Hogan's album which he released. That was a thing. Wait. I don't know what, I don't remember what it's called. Songs in the Key of Hulk. Probably. Uh and uh he was like, "Well, I want to have an interpretive dance contest. Are there any volunteers?" And I just threw my hand up immediately <laughs> and went up and uh I I was I was doing a lot of like like uh fingers over the mouth to represent a mustache i i did some some floor work i got down there <laughs> i was i was down i was on the floor I, I i think i think I won it when i uh it went to a sad hulk song and I just took my glasses off and threw them on the stage and collapsed onto the stool in front of me and uh like i got, you know on my knees grabbing my competitor and uh and I won a lot i won <laughs> I won great the, the, acclaim.
0: Everybody, they didn't even the other people didn't even stop. They just got up and got like left the stage.
1: It was just it was just one girl. It was just one girl, no. and I I kicked her ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I won I won uh, a drink ticket twenty dollars and a poster. Nice. I won a a, a crumpled twenty dollar bill out of Jonah Ray's pocket.
0: Nice. <laughs> that I
1: immediately spent on more alcohol. Yeah. So I was as not, well I was not super. Ticket, I was not super drunk when I went up there, but afterwards, definitely. <laughs>
0: I feel like you know so much more comedy stuff than me. It's also that I am I am basically a troll uh, who lives in the cave. It's
1: only been in like the past year. Yeah, become well, well, yeah. As as I said before, you know Dave Letterman when when I was a toddler, not even a toddler. When I was a baby, so I've always been a a, actually um when I was like two um I was listening to Eddie Murphy raw. This is raw. (laughs) True story. True story. Um, and, and so by like, there was a problem where I was saying foul words. I was dropping F-bombs at like between ages two and four. Cause I, I had been exposed to Eddie Murphy raw and like George Carlin and my mom was like, okay, you can't,
0: how are we going to deal with this one?
1: It's like, why did we let her do this? Cause I had a, I had a little, uh, turntable when I was a kid and I didn't have like the only, I've never had like musical records, but the records I had, I had a, like George Carlin, when he had like really long hair really hippie record and then i had a couple of bill cosby records and those were my only the only records i've ever owned that i would listen to on my little turntable i would listen to the chicken heart that ate philadelphia or whatever it was over and over again so um, comedy nerd since small times i i i recently
0: was like you know i should try and listen to like older comedy records i listened to one of the fireside theater records uh, at work this week um just when i was in just some downtime and like it was it was almost exactly like this William Fullman book uh, called "You Bright and Risen Angels," which is like about a war between like the spirit ele- of electricity and like humanoid insects. That sounds great. It's actually it's very good. Um, and but it's also for some reason when I was reading it, I had also heard about Firesign Theater, and I was like, man, for my my understanding of Fire Sign Theater seems like it would be a lot like this William Volman book and then listening to it like they're so like they like the I think the spirit of electricity appears in the in the fire sign theater thing there's like a (laughs) bunch of like all like almost creepy uh, coincidences Hmm. but um,
1: we're not sure if it's like is this a coincidence or am I chasing the reference
0: oh it's it's totally a coincidence but they I believe they both came out of the same like acid soaked milieu (laughs) Um, actually, let me see what year Bright and Risen Angels came out.
1: We're well, going back to The Godfather. That was like something... It made me think of, like, what were the movies that scarred you as a child?
0: Oh, man. Uh, MC Hammer's music video for Can't Touch This, where he's a devil. Um, I forgot
1: he was the devil. In, was he the devil in that?
0: Uh, he was the devil in that, and that video was why my mom would not let me watch MTV as a child.
1: Good choice, Mom. Um,
0: <laughs> I mean i would like to think it was just because she watched it and she was like this is very stupid
1: oh you were <laughs> born in what year i can't do uh, that
0: 86 i was actually born a year before you bright and risen angels so mm. it's not actually apparently it was inspired by his in- experiences with the mujahideen <laughs> um yeah so i guess it's not actually uh from the same milieu as we're all bozos on this bus which is from uh um...
1: keyboard noises
0: 71 Um, but I I don't know I think maybe it's because there's a a long section of Bright and Risen Angels that takes place in like contemporary day to the story in an office where they're using like very old mainframe computers and that to me or they're using mainframe computer systems and I forget that like people were still using those in offices (laughs) in the 80s I assume that they like yeah Wised up, yeah. But um...
1: I, I since 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 you're you're always this uh, this fancy fella talking about books all the time. <laughs> well, just, I mean, like I know I love to read. I love reading. I'm a writer. I just I just don't. um I just read garbage. <laughs> I read a lot of like like. Well, I didn't. I did. I had the problem that a lot of people go through, where you get out of college and then you're like, I'm done reading. Yeah, you made me. You made me read for 16 years. I'm done. Even though I read for I read for fun all the time and also the internet happened
0: like, yeah why, could, why
1: would I read a book when I could just look at this computer um, but then forever I got a Kindle. and then I got a Kindle and and this is the, I was like oh this is like looking at the internet but it's a book on a screen <laughs> and this is the sad truth and this is why I'm I'm the monster who's killing um books.
0: you did it you killed I did books. it I
1: did it I'm like no just give it to me all digitally I don't care give me all my comic books digitally make me make me a podcast and make me
0: <laughs> turn me into a podcast
1: but the last um I'm halfway. I'm like halfway through. I'm reading um, them, which is by John Ronson, which is about like reptiloids and stuff, and all the people who believe in the New World Order, which you might get have guessed is a is a thing I am super entertained by. And I felt oh, if you listen to my old podcast, I make a lot of jokes about reptiloids, and yeah. I didn't realize when I was the, making all like those jokes David about reptiloids, but Sorry, David, David, Ike, David Ike. Ike. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, I got it mixed I, up with Alan Thick. <laughs>
1: he is such a reptiloid well no I didn't realize that reptiloids is frequently it's basically like a code word for the Jews oh really and I'm like oh no
0: (laughs) someone's changing their twitter bio no it still says I'm not a reptiloid I mean you (laughs) I'm not Jewish (laughs) yeah
1: no but I'm just like I'm just like oh no I like no I just it was much funnier yeah. When... Well, I, well, it's 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 up in the air between whether or not David Icke like legitimately believes in lizard men or not. I don't even think they call them reptiloids I think that might just be a, a word that I have made up for them. But the last book, the last like book I finished that I actually like, okay, I will stop reading. I will stop reading podcasts for a while. I will stop constantly listening to seventeen hours of podcasts a day, and I will read a book. I read The Giver at age thirty-two
0: how'd you like it?
1: <laughs> I liked it a lot.
0: Did you read it because of the upcoming movie with, uh... no,
1: I, I read it because it was just a conversation with a couple of friends that was like, how have you never read the giver? What's wrong with you? How have you never read the giver? And, um, so I was like, all right, I'll, th- th- I'll buy it. I'll read it. That'll, I can do that in two subway rides. And I did. And then I was like, Oh, my feelings in my heart. <laughs> and this time whatever, like, I'm like, it's, it's great that I did this right before this, uh, abomination of a movie is going to come out because yeah. that's an unfilmable book."
0: yeah yeah
1: i haven't watched any of the trailers because i'm just like no what
0: are there trailers for that out yet
1: there i think there have been
0: yeah um huh i'm reading these so the problem is i mean not the problem the way that my mind works is that i'll read like like literary fiction I'll just use See, that as a thing.
1: Yeah, that's always. I, I have not ever been able to really get my head around literary fiction, like what it is. Or... I,
0: I have, like, very intense strictures for it in that, like, it has to be weird, basically. Like, I can't read a book about, like, two white people in a marriage that's failing. Oh. I don't have any interest in that. And then my interest in that has actually gone down since I started, since I got married. Um, but i just don't care about that um like a lot of a lot of fiction that comes out is like stories about um like upper class white people having emotional problems and i'm like not not that interested um yeah
1: i'm always like i was like i could read i could read a book about people being sad or tormented or i could read one um about them being
0: wizards (laughs)
1: yeah i could read one about them being like steampunk necromancers who do it (laughs) i just want to share my brother just sent me a text so now i've mentioned him three times in this that he invented a he
0: must appear
1: (sighs) that'd be great he could run out and get me some more alcohol um i just he said i just invented a new cocktail heaven hill soda and prune juice i'm calling it a grandpa red bull
0: (laughs) very good (laughs) um he's,
1: he's he's a he's quite a fella you know i've got a
0: i've got a coupon code for that mini bar thing that makes the delivery free um, yeah i'm
1: really glad that app is not on android yet because uh when it ever comes out i'm gonna it's gonna be a problem
0: oh sorry one second
1: got your keys Does someone bring you your keys
0: no uh, yeah basically um they texted me like an hour ago and it just came up on my phone <laughs> Uh i kind of wish they'd called me but um but anyway, uh they'll we'll figure this out. But um sorry, that just oh, but anyway, so I'll read books like that or like weird Hungarian novels that have been translated for the first time and like things like that. And then I read like detective novels or like spy novels or things like that. Uh which or right now I'm reading a series of novels about Vikings, which is pretty great.
1: Yeah, part of what, part of what ruined me is that I've I spent like you know, ten years reading fan fiction.
0: <laughs> no like, time. No time unless, for books, unless it's the uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show episode of Supernatural.
1: Oh, because you you have seen Supernatural.
0: I have seen Supernatural. Have you it seen might, Supernatural?
1: It, I have. It might be. It might be too late in the show to start getting into yeah. Supernatural. We might need to save that for next time.
0: Yeah, next time will be the Supernatural episode.
1: <sighs> yeah, stay tuned, kids. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna get deep. I actually have a. I actually have a a, a Twitter an abandoned twitter where i was tweeting watching supernatural
0: <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely a thing um
1: i think that might have been i one of the first tweets of yours that i remember oh this is yeah the, one of the first tweets i remember of yours that like i was like hey this mark popham guy keeps uh tweeting at me he seems uh, amusing and i you you were tweeting about um some joke about sam and dean and click and clack i think <laughs> which made me laugh like oh, a car talk kind of thing but I, I remember, um, I think the first interaction that I remember having with you is um, you, I think after I sh- shortly after I followed you, you tweeted about you got some coat and um, you were you were smaller than small. And I responded that you were ice small.
0: Yes. Um,
1: and uh, sorry, I still go- feel good about that.
0: <laughs> Well, well done.
1: And you're like, I'm trying to figure out how to render slow clap, and that's where it all began, people. Yeah. that's where it all began.
0: That's origin story. Join us next week when we talk about supernatural.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I die first. That's all right, let's, let's, possible. Let's okay. wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. And all right, out. No, I'm gonna close oh. it up. Um, uh, this, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at I haven't seen. Um the website is I haven't seen that dot com. We are on iTunes where I guess you can rate and review us. Shannon, I know you wrote something. We didn't read it because I forgot. Not because you were meta and taunting us. Um I am Don't at,
0: taunt us in your uh, iTunes reviews, but you should you should write them.
1: Because it would just make us feel nice. Yes. Um uh, I am at Whitney Arner. He is at Mark Popham. Our email address is I haven't seen that podcast at gmail.com. You can interact with these in any way you want or no way at all. Um, I would also like to, uh, here's a little plug. Please listen to my friends who do a very short comedy podcast. It's about like every episode is between eight and ten minutes. You can listen to it while you're pooping um, called Brian <laughs> Weekly.
0: <laughs> called You Can Listen to This While You're Pooping.
1: This is this is how it was sold to me by a by a, a friend who does it. It's like you can listen to it while you're pooping, and I'm like, hey, I check Instagram while I'm pooping. Um, it's called Brine Weekly, as in brine, like the thing you pickle stuff with. And they are at Brine Weekly. You find them on iTunes. That stuff. Check them out. I was in and I was in one of the episodes uh, doing my amazing Orson Welles impression.
0: Oh, I I need to listen to that now.
1: Yeah, it's great. Um, cool. So um. Well uh how would you, how would, you should uh you should make a we'll, we'll make some hot uh outro music.
0: Yes, yes. I had uh I had uh, i sent some lyrics. Um yeah. And we'll do this.
1: I was thinking, we still haven't seen that. Yeah. All right, that's good. Done. With <laughs> my <laughs>